right, let's podcast. We've podcasted this week. It's our comeback special. <laughs> it's like the Elvis comeback special in Las Vegas. I was getting really itchy feet as well. I was like, but we need to do the podcast. But we need to do the podcast. It's therapy for us. <laughs> yeah, we've um, we've had a bit of a week, so apologies in in advance in advance with apologies in advance would that work no 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 you apologized last week in advance all right you uh (laughs) it's this week this is how tired i am that i don't (laughs) actually understand what i'm saying but yeah we've had we've had a week so um sorry for the tardiness of the podcast yeah so we we, we've had quite an ill weekend an an ill weekend yes yeah oh in that we've had some illness yes (laughs) Like, you know when something's an ill wind, it's like, well, cursed or, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, um, we, uh, as many of you will know, we've got a little boy who was very premature and you do get some uh, long-term consequences of prematurity and we ended up back in hospital, which sa- sounds very dramatic. Um, it, yeah. it wasn't I don't think we were very, don't think we were concerned, were we? No, but no. it was but just... just, just precautionary just to check him over because he has uh he's he's had an interesting start to life let's Mm. say yeah so we're we're fine we're all home everything's fine but um it did mean that we didn't think it was particularly good if we brought our podcasting recorder along (laughs) to the hospital room and was like oh we're just gonna record our podcast while our son's not very well yeah 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 (laughs) just pause it for the nurse coming in to to administer uh, drugs and yeah so yeah but back back and uh, really excited to catch up with you because we haven't actually talked about stuff that we've been watching and you've been watching some right weird old stuff you always say this it's not weird it's just normal stuff that everyone else watches <laughs> but yeah it's a weird old week and also, you know, maybe maybe even more important than what's been happening earlier on in the week, a new mattress. I don't think we need to talk about having a new mattress. That, is that the nadir of our podcasting? <laughs> well, you got very so excited about it. I thought you might just want to talk about it on the podcast. Mark made the bed for, I'm going to say, possibly the second time since we moved into this house. It's off. <laughs> Nowhere. I was I was like being really passive aggressive when I was in the other room. I was talking to Blake and I was going, Daddy's making the bed. Daddy doesn't normally make the bed. Daddy's only making the bed because we've got a new mattress. I hate you. No, you don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> you love the new mattress though. Yeah, I mean, a bit dangerous territory on podcasts and mattresses, isn't it? We should be uh, waiting until one of them starts sponsoring us. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Like, does that still happen now on podcasts? Because when they first started coming out, it was always X mattress. It, I'm not going to name them. It just might. In case. It might. So, not anymore on mine. It's all. Um, at the minute, there is a weird habit of on podcasts I listen to of manscaped. Man. Is this, is this what I think it is? It is razors for intimate parts of men. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So listening to podcasters you've known and respected yeah, for years yeah. talking about their undergrowth. Um, yeah. Is a, is so they're coming thing. on and saying, oh, I've had it. Because usually like if it's new, it's like razors and mattresses and things like that. And, they, yeah. and podcasters, not us, get given new ones for free to yeah. like, review. And then they say, oh, I've had this razor and it's the best razor I've ever had. So are they now saying that people that you know and you listen to are now saying they've been... 
doing a bit I'm doing a, a motion with my hand yep. that cannot be described particularly well on, on the podcast yep. but they are giving it a bit of a getting trim th- getting through their lower thatch yes yes really yeah 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 wow. that seems to be the next big thing what used to be Squarespace then it was mattresses now it's manscaping <laughs> ball raisers have you been tempted to get one is is the advertising working? I don't think we need to talk about my bollocks on <laughs> I was more sort of like the subliminal marketing because we've got the new mattress. You know, that's worked. I mean, probably over like 10 years of listening to podcasts, we finally decided. Well, ask me in 2030 whether I'm. Oh, well, we'll do. Should we talk about television? Mm. Yeah, let's. Watching television, watching television. So we're going to talk about Lovecraft Country again, which I don't think we anticipated was going to be like this weekly thing no but we were obviously watching it weekly you know for for you cannot watch it any other way yes and we've got quite a bit to say about it i think i do yes so we've done episodes one and two in previous podcasts and um, because we've had this bit of time away from podcasting probably like four days or something <laughs> <laughs> it feels like months yeah uh, but because we've had the l- little bit of a gap we've now watched episodes three and four yes so, do you want to start? Because we, we, honestly, we've not talked about this at all. I am so frustrated by this show. One of the best palettes I've ever seen turned into an episode where it was essentially an episode of Scooby-Doo. And then the next one was an episode of Indiana Jones Chronicles. I, I, Hi, Chris. Pro- Hi, Chris. <laughs> um, I, I don't have... I didn't have a problem with the Indiana Jones slash National Treasure episode, which was episode four. Um, and I really didn't have a problem with the... It's, it's a ghost story, a ghost um, haunted house, like you say, Scooby-Doo, of episode three. I really like how they are taking well-known genres and plonking it into that context of America in um, the 1950s, looking at the point of view of the black community and looking at how they are having to deal with racism and other such vile things. If I understood that that's what this show was going to be from the first episode, I might be thinking differently. But when the show opens up, episode three, and someone's like, well, bought a house, inherited some money. What is that? That, that is an episode of Scooby-Doo. That is the beginning of an episode of Scooby-Doo. And that's not what I wanted from this show. I wanted a slow mystery that was being built out. And that's what they hinted at in the first episode. But what they actually do is they do a genre piece that, where they hint at what the next episode is going to be. Um, and so the mystery was all played out in episode two. And they introduced like one of the characters who, is it, I'm not going to spoil it, but is involved in the purchase of this mystery house. And then in that episode, they kind of hint at the journey that they need to do to go on the Indiana Jones type mystery. Um, I am losing my patience with this. And You're not out though, are you? I, I'm not out, but I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm, it's going to be somewhat to background watch. I'm, oh. I am, I'm, I'm done with giving it my, a lot of attention. I found episode two difficult for reasons that we talked about back in that podcast. Mm. Episode three, I really enjoyed once I knew what it was and once I sort of got to grips with what this show is, is about. And episode four, I loved because of all of those um, those programs and TV shows and films that we've, we've talked about before. 
I really enjoyed it, and it, it struck me also, and I think this, it's meant to, it, it strikes you that you don't see a haunted house story where all the characters are black. You don't see an Indiana, Indiana Jones where all of our protagonists are black, and it's, I think it's incredibly striking when you look back at the national treasures, when you mm. look back at the... Just how lacking in diversity those films are and it really i think it really slapped me across the face actually i'm saying i don't see this i don't see this regularly on my screen and that is like it's appalling when you think about it and that's what i take out of it it's 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 telling it's educating me it's telling me a, a story and i'm i appreciate that this is how torn i am over it because this is an still an exceptionally well-made tv show it's just not the TV show that I want to watch. If I understood what this was going in, I might be t- having a completely different conversation with you right now. But I wanted a slow, revealing mystery like Lost, and that's what I thought I was getting. Yeah, you're not getting that. No. And when I when it opens up and I'm like, oh, it's Night at the Museum, um, I'm just like, I'll play with my phone and just keep an eye on what's happening. Maybe this is the difference between you and me because I really love any that I when it when it came on I was like oh it's night in the museum and you just sighed and I went oh it's national treasure and again you just look, sort of looked not happy. I mean national treasure yeah I'm never happy at that. <laughs> Hi Chris. <laughs> yeah, sorry Chris. Ah uh, right okay then so next week I have heard on the grapevine mm. is meant to be the best episode or one of the best episodes i have heard that too probably from the same source you have so Agreed. we'll see I, I will watch it um and i've got a slight understanding of what happened which is disappointing mm-hmm. but yeah um it, this isn't for me okay or it's not for me in the mood at i wanted the moment yeah right okay well you look very <laughs> sad at that yeah i looked yeah i was about to say i feel sad but i don't know why so that's Really great analysis, isn't it? And I feel we should say that for anyone who's listened has never listened to another episode, yeah. that when we're saying hi to Chris, it's our friend Chris, who does a podcast about Indiana Jones in in IJ in the UK, and um, also is a fan of National Treasure, as am I. So hello, Chris, again. Just thought I should explain that for anyone who's not listened to us before. It's the teacher in me coming out. I feel I need to explain every detail. Okay. Right, next, what are we talking about? So, the boys are back in, in town. town. Oh, God. Oh, no, we're the same person. Yeah, time to end this relationship. Oh, thanks. <laughs> bit, bit mean, after the week we've had. Um, yeah, so, season two of The Boys. Yeah. Um, Amazon Prime's, one of their flagship um, shows, I think. You. What is... The, can you give me a rundown of what The Boys is? Is it something to do with superheroes? So The Boys is Avengers. It's a TV show about the Avengers, but not the Avengers. If the Avengers were run by a massive corporation and some of the Avengers were actually dickheads. So is it a satire? It's a, I got the feeling that it was meant to be there is, sort of comedic satire. Yeah, like so the, I mean, anything where you get people with super powers being pricks to each other, it, there is something that is quintessentially comedic about that. It's set in a world where there are certain people, like the X Men, with superpowers. There are seven of them that are chosen to be like the headline superheroes put forward by a big corporation, and 
they are all over the media. They have cartoons about them. They have cereal. They're faced on cereal boxes. So there's probably two parts of satire on it. There is the people who are helping, but actually really selfish and self-centered. And then there is the corporate world of, oh, we need to do this just so we can market them better. And everyone is having a lot of fun in this. Um, so it stars Carl Urban. Um, mm. It stars Jack Quaid, who is the son of Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid. Oh, really? Two of the superheroes in The Seven is Anthony Starr from um, Banshee. No. I'm looking blank. You've seen Banshee. I haven't. You've seen bits of it. Anyway. I can't remember he it. Was, he's lead character in Banshee, and he plays Homelander, who is essentially a stars and striped <laughs> Superman, who is a little bit sociopathic. And Erin Moriarty, who you will know as the girl that David Tennant's character had a hold over in the first series of oh, Jessica Jones. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, she plays Starlight, who is a replacement for a retiring superhero. It hits on every single part of modern life. Sometimes it hits well, sometimes it doesn't. So in the first episode, the first episode of the first season, there is, as she is coming into and auditioning to join the Seven, she is hit by what is going to be described as a Me Too moment. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the first time it's been referenced in a mainstream TV show that I saw. Um, And though it's shown that the person who is doing it is ostracised, he he gets punishment. But he's not necessarily shown as being, he's shown as being sort of almost a small, weak character. And I'm pretty sure that a lot of the people I know about that were suffering through Me Too didn't have that sort of experience of their their attacker. Um, So it didn't sit right with me. Where this show succeeds is the characters interacting with each other just being dickheads. There is a, a band of vigilantes who are trying to take down the Seven and their parent company. I get pretty bored when they're on screen. They're not pretty well-drawn characters outside of Carl Urban and um, and Jack Quaid's character. There's a couple more people and we're expected to get storylines and I don't care when they're on screen. But this is so much fun and I, I think you'd like it if you watched it. Because... It is. It doesn't necessarily do the corporate culture as well as say succession, but then what does? Mm. But yeah, I think fun is the best word I can describe of it. Oh, I don't really like fun, Mark. As you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I've just not been drawn to it at all. I think comedy, um, it's it's not my bag really. It's normally. more action than right. comedy. Mm-hmm. It's, well, yeah, it's it's sort of Ant Man rather than. See, yeah, that mm, it's not. It's a bit light and fluffy for me. I like dark. You, you and miserable. literally really enjoyed Ant Man when we watched it. <laughs> it was but, all right. I wouldn't watch it again. Um, so it's season two now. Season two now. It's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. So they started it. Normally, Amazon Prime just puts everything on at once when it's an Amazon original. They've now moved to putting the first three episodes on the first week and then one after, one a week after that which I think I prefer because you now get to a stage where people can binge it if they want, they can hold mm. it back if they want. But you do get to a point where if people, you're watching it with people, you get that, oh, have you seen, did you watch the episode last night without having to do the, oh, what bit are you up to? Are you up to episode seven? Which one's episode seven? Is that the bit where he, oh, no, I can't say that. Yeah. 
But yeah, I really enjoy it. There's a romance storyline which I really got behind and really wanted to see the two characters together. Everyone's likeable, even when they're being pricks. Lovely. <laughs> so it's out now. Season two. I feel we should do this more. Season two out now on Amazon Prime. Yes. Can I talk about a show that we never thought we would talk about on the podcast? I'm going to switch off if you're talking about Greg Wallace. <laughs> well, Mark. Unless we're talking about buttery biscuit bases, then... Uh... I am indeed talking about Greg Wallace, but sadly not about his buttery biscuit base. I'm going to talk about Eat Well for Less, which is now in its seventh... Se- Stop shaking your head. It's now in its seventh series. We should never come back. On BBC One. And it's Greg Wallace and Chris... Bavin, I think his name is. I feel like I want to say Bavin, but I think it's Bavin. Going into people's homes, or indeed, following them around the supermarket in a bit of a Dale Winton supermarket sweep throwback. Watching them put things into their trolley and then going, oh, wow, look at the salt content in that. Oh, look at the chocolate. You know, I mean, heavens above, if they saw our trolley, I don't know what they'd do. But then um, helping them to, as the title suggests, eat better. Um, more um, better in terms of nutrition but also to save money as well I love this show I really really <laughs> do I've, what I love about it is there's no judgment on the people who are taking part so obviously they've chosen to take part and they often come with varied life experiences so for example the first episode of the new series will follow the Macbeth family fabulous name and you've got Holly who's the mum and she's got her two sons Fletcher and Spencer and she's very time poor she's using a lot of microwave meals because she's got a lot on her plate and we find out we find out more about the family that um one of her boys has cerebral palsy and the other has been recently diagnosed with autism so she has had a lot uh, going on in her life and she's also um saying that she's snacking a lot because she's just grabbing stuff because she's put everything into her boys and i think it would have been really really easy for them to sort of say oh, you know, microwave meals, what are you doing? Look what you're doing to your children. Oh, one of your sons never eats breakfast. What kind of mum are you? Really, really easy to do that. And I think television at one point in time was really going down that route, wasn't it? Yeah, poverty porn. Absolutely judgmental. Mm. Something for somebody. Get on the hashtag and berate that mum. And it's not like that at all. I find myself feeling a real resonance with Holly because there are times where I don't want to stand in the kitchen you know, mushing carrots and pureeing, puree, you know, there's all of that. When, you, when you're rushing around, when you're doing stuff, you, you want something that's quick and easy. And particularly when you've got children with additional needs, you, you are time poor and you have got a lot emotionally on your plate as well as physically. Yeah. Um, I felt a real resonance when she was going around the supermarket putting things into the trolley because her sweet pile and Greg and Chris were like, oh, look at all those sweets. Her sweet pile was nowhere near the sweet pile that I would have in my trolley every five minutes getting a Freddo, for, you know, just from energy to get through the day. And I think I ate three Freddos one morning the other day. Just it's almost like, a, you know, like you would have a cup of tea. Yes. It's like, right, I've got another hour to get through. I'll have a Freddo. Um, not sponsored by Freddos. Wish I was. So... You know, this programme could be absolutely one thing, but it isn't. And it not only uh, educates you into the little swaps that you could make, it's not a whole lifestyle overhaul because no one's going to follow that. It's just saying, why don't you swap that for that? And actually, by the way, 
the coffee that you think is your coffee we've given you a different one for a week and you didn't know the difference and look you've saved three pound odd per tin it's not a swap for me <laughs> it's not a swap that was so funny because it was actually funnily enough it was mark's coffee and they swapped it to i think it's the coffee that your mum and dad brought up last time it was exactly the same brand and you were you were so obsessed with your one coffee brand that you wouldn't you wouldn't swap at all, would you? I could do the Pepsi challenge on that any day. Yeah. Well, anyway. Tastes of gravy. It's... Which is nice. But <laughs> yeah. it's not what I want yeah, first thing lovely. in the morning. Northern boys love gravy. The... Well done. Yeah, thank you. Any idea where that's from? <laughs> no. Oh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> you just say it all the time and therefore I regurgitate it. Um yeah. I think this is a great show. Um, they they seem to be. I think there's single mums again next week. I hope they don't just keep going down the pathway of single mums. I'd like to see some single dads. I'd like to see some families of all 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 types. Um, to not just concentrate on um women on their own um with with kids. I think we'd really like to to see lots of different types of family. See, I find it. I find this show is at its best when it's proper middle class, two Range Rovers on the drive. Um, and I think it's probably that punching up thing where they spend 500 quid each week on their shopping and uh, you can get to go, what? Them pricks are spending ready-made um, <laughs> ready-cut totally onions. You've totally undermined no, no, my no, whole I, point about I don't it think not that's being true. judgmental. I don't think it's true because it doesn't punch down. I think I think it has a tendency to punch up. Because I think you can look at people who can save 10 grand a year on their shopping by just not getting cut door. What, cut door? Why is no that, that, cut door? Is, is that yeah. the only example you can think of? It's like an, an like, aspirational product. Cut door is not aspirational. <laughs> Hagen Daz was what I meant to say. Get it on offer. Hagen Daz shock ices was what I was about to say. Well, I think it's great. And uh, I really recommend it to anyone out there who likes this this sort of thing. Just looking at looking at how um, you can save a bit of money, you can boost your nutrition a little bit. It, yes, it's funny. I know we're laughing about it, but it's it's a it's a great show for a lot of reasons. It's not great. Come on. <laughs> All right, it's, it's great if you're someone like me who who likes having a little peek into someone else's life. See what's going on there and, and learning something out of it as well. I like the lived experience aspect of it. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> there you yeah. go, I've finished now. <laughs> Do we need a new bit of music for when I go to the cinema? Or oh, when we go to the cinema? We might have to, yeah, we might have to, because it's not really talking television anymore, is no. it? It's talking cinema. Doesn't quite work. Should we rip off a bit my... of Alien Ant Farm? <laughs> and, uh... Oh yeah, that would be really, uh, yeah, maybe we should. And Q. <laughs> well, if Elaine did that, then you'll have just heard of a clip of Alien Ant Farm. That's a throwback, isn't it? Yeah. So, well, two weeks ago now, I went to the cinema. Mm, again. Again. Um, for probably the second big release, big, medium release of since cinemas have reopened, The New Mutants. Safe to say, I went in expecting the worst because this has had an awful production. Um, I think it was filmed like over three years ago. Yeah, I think it's like four, four plus. Yeah, you can tell because the cast look very, very young. 
especially Maisie Williams, who's in this, I've only seen the trailer and the TV spots that have been on, but she she is the same as Arya, like same age wise as Arya in like something like the second to last series of Game of Thrones. Not even that. It was it was probably even earlier. It was when she was messing around in yeah with the faces with the and things. <laughs> yeah, can't can't tell you anything. I've forgotten a Game of Thrones already, but yeah. So I went in, kind of just wanting to see, just kind of make sure that they have actually made a film of this, and because it's gone through so many reshoots and re-edits. And I wonder whether it was more interest to you because it has this background to it. So actually, people are just a bit like, oh, let's have a look, let's mm. see, a bit intrigued about what. And also, if you promised a car crash film, people also like that as well. I would see cats. Yes, I'll just put that out there. I That's would true. see cats. So, like the boys, this is. Um, it's a spin-off of the X-Men and at various points in the script this had Professor X in it it had um, members of the X-Men in this um, they didn't survive the final draft of the script um, but there are references to um, X-Men and storylines of the X-Men in this so just to make people aware the central character is played by Blue Hunt who is a Native American still on a reservation she has to flee the flee the town and she wakes up in a private facility with other people who have been identified as having been mutants and having special abilities though they don't necessarily know what it's 90 minutes long which instantly gets a star on it i can just see take <laughs> yeah. over the top of your head and in many ways although it's nowhere near as well made i prefer this to tenet what? Yeah. Yeah. No way. This, I enjoyed this more than Tenet. I don't know what to say to that. Well, I understood the plot line for a start, so uh, that's good. <laughs> Which... You understood Tenet more than me. You yeah. had to explain the whole plot of Tenet to me. Yes. Is it not because Tenet's thinky and this isn't? It's probably just expectations. I think the thing of this is, this is a essentially a horror film. Um, it's a very small, insular cast. There is only maybe six people in the entire film. Probably, no, probably a few more, but maybe six named characters. There isn't a big final battle where all they all team together to beat up the baddie. Um, so it's not like crashing your into buildings. Yeah, and X-Men it's film. taken not even a little standard hero of film. Standard Avengers, yeah. How many times have the Avengers done something different? Mm. I don't think they ever have, mm. and I really hope that this is where the Avengers go to. I think we spoke a couple of weeks ago about how you're just sick of the Avengers, and I'm looking for something new from them. And I really hope this is the way it goes down. It's not a perfect film by any stretch of the imagination. Did you get the sense, sorry to cut you off because mm. I know you've just gone, <gasps> but did you get the sense that this had been chopped about? Because that's the rumour that was that was out and about that was this, that this film had had such a poor production that there were reshoots, that there were cuts made, that there were things put in. Did did it feel like a jigsaw that wasn't quite coming together? Not not in my mind. And I went in knowing that. So I, while I wasn't necessarily strictly looking for it, I wasn't. I was aware that it was there. So, but no, it it seems like an in, like a a decent story. It goes in a logical manner. Um, people's abilities are revealed over time. There are little references that you maybe wouldn't get as a casual fan um, about who people are that are referenced, but which might play into the plot line. 
but nothing that you have anyone who's seen all the x-men films would wouldn't get um Maisie williams is good in this um anna Nia taylor joy is good in this charlie heaton is in this oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's he does an accent that is somewhere close to your samity sam in it okay uh and at times it's all over the place Blue Hunt, who is the sort of the main character that's followed around, is really, really insane. I've not seen her in anything else, but I'm... Yeah, who is she? So, if I'm clicking on this, a top thing is the New Mutants. The New um, She was in a TV show called Another Life. Ooh, Looks like a Netflix TV show with Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica in by the looks of it. Okay. And, no, I don't think there's... Oh, well, maybe this will be the thing that... I hope so. I hope so, because she seems like a really decent character. Mm. Um, Character actress. There has been criticisms of it for certain whitewashing of characters, Mm. um, which I can't comment on because I've not seen the original material. Mm. It's disappointing if Mm. that's the case. Um, One thing I would say in its favour, there is a um, LGBT relationship, which isn't played for like lasciviousness or anything like that is that the word that is the word yes well done it's just played like as if it was just a boy and a girl or anything it's just played essentially as normal and two characters like each other the kiss and that's it Mm -hmm. um and then they hold hands a little bit later on it it doesn't yeah there's nothing nothing huge made out of it it's not yeah, it's yeah yeah. it's just it's very it's it's not dangerous um it's not cruel intentions Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah it was a lot of fun and I'm really happy about that I went to see it. I think this is it for the X-Men franchise until they're going to get brought into the Marvel universe properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it probably needs to be the end of the Marvel thing. But I wouldn't be devastated to see another film of these people if it was to exist, which it almost certainly isn't. Because mm-hmm. people are now five years older than they were then. Yeah, I, you wonder now, because it has been getting positive reviews or at least sort of like people going, oh, it's not as bad as I thought what the studio how the studio feels about this because i think they put it out as mm. a dead duck they put it out weaker tenant or the week after tenant wasn't yeah. it thinking we're going to hide this we're not going to do any sort of interviews or anything like that there's mm. been no press for it for, as far as i'm aware yeah there hasn't even been like loads i mean the tenant trailers on every five minutes on the mm. telly but you're not getting the new mutant ones apart from like i said a couple of tv spots i i saw and i think to be honest with you, I'm calling them TV spots, but I think I saw them on Twitter. Okay. So it hasn't had the, the big push that some of the other films have mm. had. But now, what what do you do as a studio with something that you thought you were burying, which actually isn't getting... You know, you're saying you enjoyed it more than Tenet. I'm, I'm sure you're not the only one. I mean, you've got to put expectations in this. You know, like I say, Tenet is a better film, but given the expectations, I... I gave this three and a half stars. I gave Tenet two and a half stars. Yeah. So that's, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's now Disney that owns this. So, uh, right. because they bought out Fox. Right. Interestingly, the title card was uh, Fox Films rather than 20th Century Fox. Um, quite sad. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it, it works. I've seen poor reviews. I've seen people say, actually, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. So, you know, 
and a, a decent night at the cinema if you feel that you want to go to the cinema because I know a lot of people aren't comfortable with going going to the cinema at the moment. Yes. But if you felt that you were and you knew, you know, we've we know we've got a good cinema that's very safe mm. um near us and we're feeling comfortable going there. Um, and if people, why are you laughing at me? Oh, I'm gonna say because we're gonna face the music this week. Oh, we are, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. we are. We're gonna go and see Bill and Ted. Yes. Yeah. Why was that funny when I was making a point about the cinema being seen? I wanted to do a face the music and dance joke, and I was trying to think one in my head. <laughs> okay. This is what Elaine has to live with. <laughs> this is like a train of thought <laughs> interrupting. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So it, it good one to go and say a good date night film. It's a good. It's a good date night film. It'll be on Disney Plus in three months. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure it will. Um. So yeah, check it out. Like it's. I wouldn't say it's necessarily something that needs to be seen on a big screen. Um, but if, you, if you've got a cinema which you feel comfortable going to, you could do far worse than go to this. Cool. Like going to see Tenet. And... No, I, that, that's not true. I think I think Tenet needs to be seen more than this, but I enjoyed this more. I want to go and see it again, and I still haven't had the chance. Go see this. No, I don't want okay, to. Okay, right. I want, I want don't to see don't go see it then. <laughs> right. How, how incoherent was that after a week of no sleep and... Slight, slightly dramatic turns in our life. I'm not happy with my boys' review, but Are I think that's not? it's on tape now, so I'm not going to go back to it. Right then, let's finish up while we're still chatting normally. <laughs> right then, let's put this to bed before we talk babble anymore. And we we could go to bed as well in the new mattress. Oh, I totally forgot about the new mattress as well. Oh, just think it's going to be so comfy. And this is what I have to live with. <laughs> Thanks everyone. Thanks and a lot. We'll see you next time. See you later. Bye. Bye. Where are you? We got some work to do now. It's Scooby Dooby Doo. Where are you? We need some help from you now. Before you go, just a reminder that you can subscribe to the Honeymoon Period podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can join in the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for The Honeymoon Pod. Finally, if you like this episode and you think someone else would too, please share it. See you next time.